all right now. What seems to be your trouble? I feel depressed. I know I should be happy, but I'm not. Well, as they say on TV, the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone. I think we better pinpoint your fears. If we can find out what you're afraid of, we can label it. Actually, Lucy, my trouble is Christmas. I just don't understand it. Instead of feeling happy, I feel sort of let down. You need involvement. You need to get involved in some real Christmas project. Incidentally, I know how you feel about all this Christmas business, getting depressed and all that. It happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that. What is it you want? Real estate. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that little clip from Charlie Brown Christmas that you guys all you all all notice. You know what? Hey, you know what? I don't get what I really want. You know what? I, what I really want is real estate. Hey, you know what? Uh, so if your kids are thinking that, if your kids are thinking that, that you should probably get them my book, Experience Matters. Here's mine, um, because it's going to prepare them for the when the market cycle swoops from a seller's market two to a buyer's market one, whether that's in six months or whether it's in a year, year and six months, it's coming. It's coming because the market cycles, the market cycles the way it cycles and it's coming. We can see what's going on. If you don't understand any of that stuff, buy the book, read it and uh, get your, uh, probably next Christmas is going to be the, uh, the big real estate time. Um, use that. Use that. So I hate to use the Beatles three three weeks in a row, but you know the calendar is what the calendar is. Uh, Wednesday was the forty first anniversary of the day the music died, and which for most people, for for a lot of people that uh, that that reference the day the music died refers to uh, when Richie Valens and the Big Bopper and uh, Buddy Holly all went down an airplane and all those all those uh, rock and rollers all died the same night. For me, being a little younger, the day the music died was December 8th, 1980, um, the day that uh, John Lennon was murdered uh, at the Dakota Building in New York City. And uh, it was, uh, I remember I remember it well. I was getting off work from uh, my tire-busting job at uh, Montgomery Wards in Lakewood and uh, heard it on the radio and was pretty much devastated. Because from that time on, there was that eliminated the possibility of there ever being a Beatle reunion and uh, was pretty devastating. And I know I wasn't the only one, um, but it was a uh, it was a uh, 
a significant date in history, and I thought I'd acknowledge it. So uh, anyway, I'm going to talk about all kinds of stuff going on in this uh, in this uh, country and uh, try to give you my my uh, take on it. And so you can have a little common sense and a little clarity. But first, let me introduce myself. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman with Planet Home Lending. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information about real estate financing, whether that's uh, buying a piece of property you'd like to own, whether that's refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if uh, getting some information on that awesome tool financing tool for uh, people 62 years and older. And I'll clarify that couples with at least one spouse that's 62 years or older um, called a reverse mortgage. If you're, if you're looking for information on that or any other kind of a real estate financing, uh, but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net. Click on this on the planet home lending logo, and that'll take you to my uh, lending page. And uh, you can put in as much information as you want. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from either uh, myself or one of my talented teammates. And we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, and if, uh, if you're considering a house in California or a house to escape from California, whether that's Arizona, Nevada, Texas, Colorado, Utah, Tennessee, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana. Those are my 15 states. Um, and we're adding a few more states now. Um, if you're uh, looking at any of those places moving to or uh, you have properties there, call me 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Planet Home Landing logo. Um, follow me on uh, social media. Uh, I'm at Ed Hoffman on Twitter. I'm at Big Ed Hoffman everywhere else. Uh, like, the, like the show uh, Facebook page. It is uh, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And uh, if you have comments on the show, email me to ed at edhoffman.net. And uh, I see all your comments. Um, also, don't forget my, uh, my book is a great book for Christmas. Um, uh, it's uh, Experience Matters. Here's mine. You can get on, also get it on edhoffman.net as well as you can get on Amazon. And I hear Amazon's might be a little quicker. So if you're buying it for a Christmas gift, um, go there and get my book, uh, whether that's, uh, for your, uh, you know, I'm thinking about get. I was thinking about giving one to my 10 year old granddaughter, but I think that might be just a little bit young. Um, but teenage kids coming into their own, um, it's going to give them a lot of my, a lot of, uh, my experience and a lot of experiences that they can, that they can see in movies and a lot of experience that you have experienced. You know, a lot of people say, Hey, you know what? I read this book. It goes, this could be my story. It's everybody's story. I just I just pointed out all the all the little uh, all the little uh, lessons that came up along the way and pointed out what you can learn from these things, as well as I brought up lessons that you can learn from uh, what I like what you could tell I'm a movie guy. So I watch movies and I don't just watch them once and say, well, some some movies I watch once and say, can't get that two hours back, um, but. Uh, there's so many movies over the years that um, you watch them, you say, wow, that was good. But I could tell there's, there's a lot of stuff I missed. Go watch it again. Go watch it again. Go watch it again. And, you know, there's some movies out there that you can watch hundred times and still get stuff out of them. 
that you that you didn't notice before. Um, I'm not telling you to go watch one movie a hundred times, but pay attention to them. And you could tell you could tell as as you listen to my show that I pick these things up and I use these clips to make points. But um, you'll also you'll also uh, uh, tell throughout the book. I start every every uh, every chapter with a movie line, and I use them throughout use them throughout to make points. Um, so anyway, uh, experience matters. Here's mine on edhoffman.net, or you can get on Amazon as well. And uh, Amazon says it delivers the next day. I think it takes about a week on edhoffman.net because that comes directly from the publisher. All right. So anyway, uh, let's get on to what's going on in this country and my opinion of it. So the crime waves in Democrat-run cities have completely spiraled, and if you're uh, and if you're not and if you're if you're not getting out of the house much, maybe you don't notice it. But the crime waves everywhere are just everywhere. It's it's you know nobody nobody bothers with uh, traffic laws. Nobody cares that it's illegal to have a uh, blacked out uh, limo glass in your car. Um, nobody cares. Nobody cares about following traffic laws. Nobody cares about, you know, when you park in handicapped spots, nobody cares about driving in the carpool lane with uh, only one person. Nobody cares about just about anything. And uh, when it comes to the law anymore, and it's pretty scary. I saw a report on TV talking about now the, uh, the, the, uh, what did they call it? Car, uh, um, carjacking, carjacking, people coming up to people in, uh, coming up to you in, uh, at the gas station. And, you know, people jumping, pulling up to your car, uh, you know, three or four people jump out and they take your car. Um, It's it's pretty it's pretty depressing that this is what our country's come to. But you know what? You Democrats created this. You voted for all the laws that that we got rid of and you're supporting all this stuff. And, you know, it it just creeps up on you. You guys don't see the don't see the uh, uh, the cause and effect because it creeps up on you slow, but you have to freaking come out of the ether at some point. And at some point we have to make America great again. And, uh, and that, and we can't wait till 2024 to do that. So uh, we not, we need to start fighting back on that stuff. Um, so we'll talk about the smashing grabs, smashing grabs and homicides and more in a minute, but first let's talk about the root causes. A lot has been said about the, this being directly connected to proposition 47 which was in 2014, and it is. And uh, when you think about Proposition uh, 47, Proposition 57, which I think was 2011, and uh, uh, Assembly Bill 109 was also from 2011. These are the, these are the these are the laws uh, passed in California um, to deal with overcrowding in jails, um, help people uh, uh, get early early release from jail and uh and uh, downgrading crimes so that crimes that used to be felonies and put you in jail are uh they say misdemeanors but they're like infractions because with the no, with the no cash bail you know you're basically getting a ticket and you get on your way and then hopefully you show up to show up to a uh, court um but the part that get that gets left out last year california's voted no on prop 20 the ballot measure that would have made changes uh, not just the Prop 47, but the other two, AB 109 and uh, Prop 57. Um, all three of these bills are responsible for enabling criminals uh, in California. Um, 
you know what what we got to do and we'll talk about uh, letting letting criminals out of jail letting criminals out of jail so easy now and we're just looking for reason well the 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 jails are crowded well guess what that's job opportunities build more jails and then staff them with uh more peace officers uh people uh, uh people that work at the jails that that uh keep everybody in keep the keep the the peace in the in the jailhouses and protect us law-abiding citizens. Don't just let them out because we're seeing people die. We're seeing people uh, get hurt. We're getting seeing all kinds of stuff going on because apparently these people don't get rehabilitated in jail. And it reminds me of a scene from uh, the movie Backdraft where uh, Donald Sutherland is a, is a arsonist and he killed some people and he's in jail and he's up there for parole. And listen to this clip. Listen to the clip and how you have the psychiatrist that says she recommends parole. And, uh, you know, he's been a model prisoner and he's put in six years. And then after that, there's a pause. And then Robert De Niro, who's the who's the uh, uh, the uh, fire uh, investigator. He investigates the root causes of of the fire, the uh, arson. And, and, you know, hey, this building burnt down and he does the the uh, the 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 CSI stuff they do the crime scene investigation and figure out what caused this thing then he comes up and reminds reminds Donald Sutherland ran in, in front of the parole board uh who this guy is after they ask him a couple of quick questions that I'm sure his attorney didn't prepare him for when they ask you this say no when you ask you this say yes listen to this clip all right the parole board has received Mr. Bartell's fitness report his ID 44, endorsement from his section warden, Dr. Norris. As supervising psychiatrist, I would describe Mr. Bartell's progress as remarkable. Taking into account his disability and the six years he's already served, I recommend parole. Mr. Bartell, do you regret your crimes? Yes. And, and I'm aware of the pain that I have caused. If released, will you commit these crimes again? No, no, I won't. Do you consider yourself ready for society? Yes, I do. Yeah, right, Wow, you're ready, all right. Excuse me, excuse me. Good. Remember this? Remember this, Ronald? Remember who it belonged to? What did you do to that little girl, Ronald? What did you do to that little girl, Ronald? I burned her. You burned her. What do you do to old ladies, Ronald? <laughs> Burn them. And what about the world, Ronald? What would you like to do to the whole world? Burn it all. <laughs> That's how our justice system should work today. That's how it should still. Well, you know what? Are you ready to be uh, re going back into society? Yes. Will you, will you repeat these crimes if we let you out? No. Until someone who, who knows what makes this guy tick throws a, throws a few uh, little triggers in front of him and watch who he, watch who he really is. This is how the this is how things should. Well, you know, it, it was just it wasn't violent. It wasn't a violent crime. 
Well, it would have been it would have been if you were the victim of it because they had a knife and they had a gun, but we downgraded it, downgraded it to a uh, to some kind of some kind of a aggravated something or other that wasn't quite uh, uh, use of, use with a deadly weapon, and so they uh, so they downgraded it, and then three, four, five years later, they go, hey, you know what? This guy wasn't really a violent person. Let's let him out. He's fine. He's fine. Let's stop being concerned with the with uh, being fair to the to the um, crime crime committers, and let's think about what we're putting back on the street. We certainly aren't having a lack of people in the street that we need to let these people out. So uh, that's how things should be done. But by making changes to all three bills, Prop Twenty would have made crimes like firearm theft vehicle theft eligible to be charged as felonies rather than misdemeanors. It would have established two additional types of crimes in the state, serial crime and organized retail crime, and would have charged charged them and would have charged them as wobblers, which are crimes that are charged as felony or misdemeanor, depending on what the prosecutors or the judge decides. It does just doesn't give a, a blanket. Well, this charge is a misdemeanor um because it is and uh and there's and there's not taken into any account of the circumstances um under which the the crime was committed um then prop 20 would have required those convicted of any misdemeanor uh, misdemeanor classified as a wobbler or felony before 2014 including shoplifting grand theft drug possession domestic violence and prostitution with a minor to submit to collection of dna samples for state and federal databases Ah, uh, you think this would be a good idea? Because apparently it's not within the law now. And what were you voters thinking? Maybe we should have some uh, propositions on the ballot in 2022 that say, "Hey, propositions have to be have to be uh, read have to be written in English. Somehow they have to be titled to what they are. Somehow somebody has to come out and tell everybody." what the real truth is, what these things will do. Instead of sending some, some uh, three-eighths of an inch thick book with a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo, well, here's the, here's the, here's the uh, explanation of why it's good. Here's the explanation of why it's bad. And nobody reads that stuff, well, except for me. Um, so there's a problem there. There's a huge problem there in that we've got misinformed and uninformed people voting for these things and the and the democrats are manipulating it we need to stop that there needs to be clarity look at what they did to the mortgage business hey you know what you guys disclose this and disclose that we want to make sure that everybody has full disclosure on everything they took a one page good faith estimate turn it into a turn it into a three page lender estimate that is harder to understand than the than the uh the one page spreadsheet that I used to use that used to be called a good faith estimate. Now it's a lender estimate and a closing disclosure. It's more confusing than ever, but they want to make sure that this is that everybody's informed except for when it comes to, uh, to propositions that you're voting for that change, change the world that we live in. So prop 47 is partially responsible, but so are the voters of California who said no to the solution that were given last year on Prop 20, and 62% of you said said uh, no to that. We all know these ballot measures are given misleading names, 
Prop 47 was deceptively called Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act, when it should have been called Letting Criminals Out of Jail Act. Prop 20 was called Prop 20, here's a solution to this, uh, written by Republicans, Criminal Sentencing, Parole, and DNA Collection Initiative. Pretty accurate description. What is wrong with California? Why do we have the dumbest people ever in California? I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm not. So since L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon began pushing for zero bail in L.A. County, crimes ranging from burglary to homicide have skyrocketed. L.A. businesses were hit with a spree of with a spree of 11 smash and grab robberies over a span of 10 days in November. About $338,000 in property was stolen, as well as $40,000 in, in damage incurred by the stores, which seems, which seems like a low number uh, based on the fact that they keep showing that same video of uh, people smashing those uh, jewelry uh, counters uh, over and over and over. And I get in my head that, that, well, all these smash and grabs are all this, when you know you got the guys that walked into Home Depot in Lakewood and uh, walked out with uh, 10 or 11 or 12, 13 uh, sledgehammers, I guess those guys didn't cause any property damage while they were stealing them in Home Depot. Um, they just walked out and then they did. Then the next place they went, that's where the, the damage happened, um, and probably continue today. Um, the LAPD announced the arrests of 14 suspects in these robberies. And thanks to zero bail, not one of them spent more than one day in jail. Doesn't it make you feel good and safe? There's so many people out there that just aren't paying attention. And they're not paying attention until, until somebody uh, takes a sledgehammer and knocks in your front door and, and kills one of your family members. Or destroys your whole house. Sets it on fire. You guys need to learn it the hard way. I don't understand that. On December 1st, a felon broke into Beverly Hills home of 90-year-old record producer Clarence Avant and murdered his 81-year-old wife, Jacqueline. There's a, there's a, there's a well-to-do uh, older lady who would still be alive today. This week, we learned the suspect that killed uh, Jacqueline Avant was already serving a four-year sentence for robbery until he was released on parole in September, thanks to DA. Uh, George Gascon's new policies. According to Beverly Hills Police, he was not showing up to meet with his parole officer. Well, let's see. We let him out in September, and two months later, uh, he, ki he kills a lady. And who knows if that's the only one, because they caught him in, another, in a neighbor's house that he was uh, breaking into the neighbor's house and uh, accidentally shot himself in the foot with his AK-47, with his AR-15. You got to be double stupid to shoot yourself in the foot with your own AR-15. LAPD Detective Jamie, Mc, Jamie McBride and Beverly Hills Police Chief Mark Stainbrook have been speaking out all week about these events and their root causes. You know, the ACLU advocated for Proposition 47, which changed the sentencing guidelines. So right now, you can literally go out, do whatever you want, commit crimes, and you'll be out faster than the officers can finish the report. And that's a fact. Um, you know, we're wondering, how many times does somebody have to be arrested here in L.A. before they stay in jail? Now we're catching the criminals, and the problem is we're catching them over and over again. And they're being released very quickly without bail, and they're not staying in prison. So we just continue to deal with the same same people again and again. Well, I don't know uh, um, exactly exactly who benefits from these releasing people out of jail. Um, 
I know who I know who who gets hurt by by letting them out of jail, and that's everybody. Every all the all the uh, all the peace loving, law abiding citizens of the of this uh, of this country are hurt by this. And what is it about the Democrats that make people voting them in in in, in California? California, the highest real estate prices in the country, and and everybody wants to come here because the weather and the nice houses, and they're gonna they're gonna mortgage their life their their whole livelihoods to to own property here and to live here, and then they just keep voting themselves into a, a worse lifestyle, a more dangerous lifestyle, and uh, just it's just scary. There's got to be some common sense back in this state and the rest of the country as well. Hey, I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and I'll be right back with lots more. Hey, hey, mercy, woman plays a song and no one listens. I need help, I'm falling again. Play the drum a little louder, tell me I And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Plan a Home Landing. I don't talk a lot about real estate and financing on the radio, but uh, because most of you guys think it's boring if you're not in the market. But if you're not sure if you're in the market, if you're over 62 and you're thinking, eh, I got a lot of equity in my house. Uh, is there something I could do with this reverse mortgage thing I've been hearing about? Is there, uh, uh, hey, the market prices are so high. Is there time I should be considering selling? Um, hey, the market cycle, and according to your book, says uh, we're going to go into a buyer's market one here pretty soon. Um, what should I be looking for? Uh, what should I be looking at? Oh, if you read the book, you already know that. Hey, anyway, so if you're if you're thinking about that, you're not sure, um, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Planet Home Lending logo, and uh, do the cyber thing. Fill out the... Uh, the form there, you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates. Hey, uh, I, I open up the second half with the song Listen to the Band from the Monkees um, as a tribute to uh, we lost Michael Nesmith. Uh, th- that's number three out of the four uh, Monkees. Uh, Davy Jones died um, a few years back and Peter Tork about a year ago. And uh, now Mike Nesmith. And Mike Nesmith was just doing concerts uh, like three weeks ago. And one in Riverside. And where was the other one at the Greek theater? And then three weeks later, he's, he's dead. Um, so 78 years old, um, which is a, which is a pretty good life. Um, Michael Nesmith uh, will miss you. And uh, that leaves Mickey Dolan's left and he's the only monkey left. So anyway, that's our tribute. So uh, let's, so before the, uh, before the, uh, the break, we were talking about, the crime wave and the and the root causes of it and uh, the effect of George Gascon, the district attorney of of L.A. County. Um, for the life of me, I can't understand. I can't understand um, the voters of California, especially in L.A. County. You keep reelecting uh, Maxine Waters, keep reelecting uh, uh, that steaming pile of Schiff, Adam Schiff, and uh, you bring in some crazy guy from uh to be your district attorney and and overturn the whole law system the whole legal system of this county of that county we're out 
I'm out in Riverside. So, um, so where did this spineless jellyfish uh, district attorney, George Gascon come from? Gascon's policing career started in 1978 when he joined LAPD as an officer. He rose through the ranks and became assistant chief in 2003. Uh, he left LAPD in 2006 to take a job as chief of police in Mesa, Arizona. Um, there it's reported he had frequent clashes with Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Arpaio, you know, the 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 greatest uh, sheriff ever as far as uh, deterring crime. Um, and uh, but they had he had uh, clashes with Joe over uh, immigration sweeps targeting Latinos. He returned to California in 2009 when then Mayor Gavin Newsom appointed Gascon as the chief of police for San Francisco Police Department. He fi- he probably figured, hey, there's a sheriff out in uh, Mesa, Arizona, and he's and he's uh, going toe to toe with uh, with Joe Arpaio. And, you know, everybody who's Democrat didn't like Joe Arpaio because Joe Arpaio uh, made uh, made criminals pay for their uh, uh, pay for their crimes. Um, so, hey, let's just recruit him out for San Francisco. In 2011, um, after Kamala Harris was elected to California Attorney General, Newsom appointed him to be the San Francisco District Attorney. So he made enemies in San Francisco, um, and he decided not to run for re-election in 2018, saying that he needed he needed to uh, to not be the chief of police. He's gonna he's gonna or not be the uh, the district attorney. He's gonna move down to L.A. to take care of his parents. And uh, of course, a year later, he successfully ran to be L.A. County District Attorney. And uh, you people in L.A. County voted for this guy, don't you? Don't you? Well, you know, he's got nice hair, so uh, I like him. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else you could be attracted uh, to make this guy the head of your uh, head of your legal legal department in uh, the whole county. Now, a new effort is underway to recall Gas Gascon. Um, unlike the first effort that fizzled out in October, this one is said to be better funded campaign, kind of like what we did with, uh, Gavin Newsom. Uh, you know, we, we had several unsuccessful, um, recall efforts. And finally the last one, the last one, everybody uh, worked their butts off because they saw what a, what a problem he was and said, Hey, let's get rid of this guy. He's ruining our state. And then what happened? Everybody went limp on election day. Everybody petered out. Everybody just the air ran and the air, the air just leaked out of your balloon and you didn't have any. Well, they either didn't vote or uh, maybe the Democrats cheated regardless one way or the other. Newsom's still our governor. Ridiculous. Um, So the recall petition will launch in January. They need 800,000 signatures to get Gascon's recall on the ballot for November 22. Um, we'll see if LA County has 800,000 people with brains in there. Uh, I have my doubts. The announcement for the renewed recall effort was Monday. So in a move that I'm sure was a uh, pure coincidence, uh, Gascon held a press conference on Wednesday to outline his accomplishments so far as the DA. I am proud of our entire team in the LA County District Attorney's Office. We cannot prosecute our way out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. We have made incredible progress, even in this unprecedented times. Since when is the district attorney in charge of, uh, of fixing all these inequalities? He's just using his, 
well, you know, when I got elected, it's like uh, Pete Buttigieg. Well, I'm the head of transportation, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use my head of transportation to to tell everybody that everything's great. If I was president, I'd be touting this. Uh, you know, and, uh, the reason that we're having uh, uh, supply chain problems is not because we have supply chain problems, because everybody's so happy with the economy. They're buying everything. I have to call BS on that. So, uh, and then I have to listen to Gascon speak. I have to say, why can't we elect people who, who actually speak clearly? I mean, isn't that, uh, isn't that, the, isn't that why, we, why we elected Barack Obama? Because he could, he could read a teleprompter uh, cl- more clearly and more enthusiastically than anybody else. I mean, we want a president who communicates well. Um, we don't have that. And certainly George Gascon, I don't know, maybe I'm making fun of his accent, but this guy's an idiot. In New York, where shootings have doubled over the last two years, things aren't much better. Fox News has been reporting tirelessly on a crime wave sweeping America's Democrat-led cities. And Wednesday morning, an arsonist set fire to a large to the large Christmas tree outside the Fox News studios in Manhattan. And uh, of course, you know the the uh, from what I'm told, the guy who burned it down climbed up the tree and lit it on fire on the top. So I don't know if this was a a phony tree, but I was under the impression it was a real tree or a metal frame with uh, with real tree parts. But if you've ever, uh, you know, when I was young, when I was young and dumb, uh, we got done with our Christmas tree and it just seemed like it took up a lot of room and was making a big mess. So why don't I just cut the branches off, throw them in the fireplace? Uh, if you've never done this, um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, pretty exciting experience. Um, but uh, learn by my experience and don't do it. There were flames thro- uh, blowing out the top of my chimney. Like you throw them in, woof. You know, if you've seen the scene from uh, from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, where uh, the 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 old man lights up his cigar and and uh, the whole tree goes woof, one big flame. That's what happens when you burn a Christmas tree. So this guy climbed up to the top. I would think, I would think um, that would be the last place you want to be when you light light one of those. But that's me. Uh, here's Emily Campagno on Outnumbered, followed by, uh, followed by New York Police Department uh, Commissioner D- uh, Dermot Shea after the incident. America's crime crisis hits close to home for us here at Fox. After a brazen arson attack happened right outside our New York City headquarters, where a suspect set fire to the Fox All-American Christmas tree, a front row seat to the rampant crime ravaging Democrat-run cities. It's the same old song in terms of what we're seeing. We're seeing a little bit of mental illness. We're seeing just disregard yeah. for common decency. But when you, when you have mass amounts of people put back on the streets that have traditionally been uh, held in jail, you're seeing some of that permeate here as well. I mean, that, that's just a fact. And it's a, mm. it's a fact that people don't want to talk about. Yeah, well, let me uh, let me uh, let me just throw one other thing onto the fact that uh, the crime waves across this country are are as crazy as they are. Consider this: you've got the you've got all the propositions that are making uh, uh, crimes cri- uh, crimes be uh, no biggie, no biggie. Here's here's your ticket um, and go away. And you've got the uh, you've got the hey, you uh, you get sentenced to five years, but you serve six months, and then we let you out. And uh, we have the things that, that just make it make it less 
less uh, intimidating to break the law, less scary to, you know, that no one has fear of breaking the law. On top of that, you got masks. Everybody's wearing a mask and nobody thinks anything of it. So people can do stuff and they got uh, video cameras everywhere. Every, you know, no matter where you are, there's a thousand cameras around you because everybody's phone has a camera. And of course, if someone sees a crime going on, first thing they do is reach for their phone, not to call the police, but to film it so they can put on on social media, not to jump in and help somebody. No, pull out your phone and film it and uh, watch people get murdered. But as long as you get it on film, it's okay. You can say, well, look, look at the film I got of this. Yeah, well, you could have jumped in and saved that person, but instead uh, they're dead and you got to film on your on your uh, camera. Um, But with all these masks, all these masks, people can't see who's who's behind the mask. So the uh, so the security cameras aren't as effective. And think about this. Think about this. You see uh, that that skinny old man that inhabits the uh, White House walking across with his uh, dark aviator glasses and his uh, black mask on his face. How do we know that's him? I mean, at any given time, you could see, well, he's attending this function. He's attending that function. We don't know for sure if that's Biden or not. It could be just about anybody. Hey, they got a they got a, a skinny old man or a skinny young man to uh, put on a old man wig and dark aviator glasses and a black mask and walk and walk like a like a like a person who's not physically uh, fit very much and just tell him to wander around aimlessly. And uh, meanwhile, Joe Biden could be uh, taking a nap. You know, having an ice cream, uh, having ice cream while he's taking a nap. Uh, you know what? I hate to be, I hate to sound like Alex Jones, but uh, and be a conspiracy theorist about all these things or uh, Jesse Ventura. But um, don't you think it's peculiar? So anyway, uh, let's continue. So after hearing some of the things coming out of the Biden administration this week. It's clear we're on a long way from America first policies of Donald Trump. With Biden as president, we're back on the Obama era position of everyone but America first. First, there's COVID. Uh, It's only been one week since the Omicron variant warranted new travel restrictions on everyone except illegal immigrants, of course. Now Biden administration is backpedaling on the panic they inflicted just one week ago, which is sure to cause more confusion. Here's Fauci on how he uh, on how bad he feels that we offended African nations in Biden's latest travel ban. But no apologies for panicking Americans. It's too early to really make any definitive statements about it. Thus far, it does not look like there's a great degree of severity to it. Hopefully we'll be able to lift that ban within a quite reasonable period of time. I mean, we, we all feel very badly about the hardship that that might have put upon not only South Africa, but the other African countries. But we don't care about how badly that we're panicking America. You saw the stock market take a big dump uh, the, the day after Thanksgiving and the, and the following day and uh, over the panic over Omicron, uh, only to find out Omicron doesn't mean squat. You know, it's uh, some new variant and uh, which is viruses, viruses evolve. And so there's going to be lots of variants and uh, and it's just to keep us in fear. So uh, then there's the idea that we need to go to war with Russia in order to defend our sovereignty, to defend the sovereignty of Ukraine's borders at the time when it's clear the administration has no intention of defending our own borders. Biden says 
U.S. troops won't invade Ukraine. We'll see. And of course, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going into Ukraine to to defend it, that's not called invading. That's going in to you know when we went into Kuwait to uh, to push back the Iraqi uh, Republican Guard, we didn't invade Kuwait. And when we pushed them back, we pushed the the Iraqis back in. And when we went into Iraq, that was an invasion. But he's willing to send more troops to NATO countries in order to protect Ukraine. So what is the object here? If you're going to protect Ukraine from a Russian invasion, why wouldn't you go anywhere except for, why would you go anywhere other than Ukraine? Well, let's go into the, the NATO nations like Canada and France and Italy, uh, you know, nowhere near the, nowhere near the uh, uh, Ukraine where, where it's happening. But we're going to go over there and we're going to protect them. What the hell is he talking about? Here's State Department spokesman, spokesman Ned Price sounding like a tough guy. If Russia chooses to fail to de-escalate, if Russia chooses to move forward uh, with any plans uh, it may have developed uh, to uh, continue its military aggression or to aggress militarily uh, upon Ukraine, to violate Ukraine's uh, sovereignty, its independence, its territorial integrity, uh, we and our allies would be prepared to act. We would be prepared to act resolutely. Well, did he actually even say anything there? Well, we're going to have to defend against military aggression to aggress militarily, uh, you know, uh, to protect its sovereignty, to protect its borders, to protect. All he did was was read a thesaurus or uh, or, you know, he went and he uh, Googled it and did Wikipedia. Let's read the Let's read the uh, the definition of military aggression. And we're going to go into 30 countries that are nowhere near near uh, Ukraine and we're going to protect Ukraine. So uh, then there's then there's uh, some some uh, uh, Republican senator from Mississippi, Roger Wicker, um, who thinks we should consider uh, we should consider, uh, you know, going to nu- no, not dropping a nuclear bomb on Russia. Just it goes to show that there's idiots on both sides, just not all the at least the Republicans. It's only a few. The Democrats, they're all. And thanks to the dozens of lawsuits going through the courts right now regarding the vaccine mandates. People are finally starting to notice the interesting timing of the mandates back in back in August and September. Here's Dana Perino on that. Let's go back to August in Afghanistan for just a moment. And I believe it was middle of the month. Now, Afghanistan has been going downhill for two weeks. We're watching all of this happen. And all of a sudden there's a press conference that's announced by President Biden. Oh, what's it going to talk about Afghanistan? All right. No, that's when he announced all these vaccine mandates to try to change the subject. Yep. So the point is, the point is. When something else is happening, let's divert the attention. Let's keep the attention on COVID while we know that China has a, a, a hypersonic uh, rocket thing that can drop, uh, that can go into the space, drop nuclear bombs on our, on our, uh, on our country. And Russia probably has the same thing. And we don't have a way to, to defend against it. Uh, let's just talk about COVID. Let's talk about COVID when we're talking about uh we were talking about the the debacle, the fiasco that was that was uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan. How we gave away all that equipment and uh, and left all those people back there. Let's not talk about the thirteen uh, people that were killed by by us uh, by that uh, car bomb um, that uh, that happened in Afghanistan. Let's talk about mandates on masks and and uh, vaccinations. 
pay attention to this folks, because you're going to see a lot of this because we have a year, we have 11 months till the next election when we take back control of everything. And the Democrats need that to be all mail in, all mail in vote. They're trying to figure out how they're going to stretch COVID out for another year. So anyway, let's go on to a, Hillary's masterclass. So apparently there's this thing that you can subscribe to 180 bucks a year. That's $15 a month for, uh, for you lay persons that can't do that in your head. Um, hundred. So it's masterclass and, a, and, uh, maybe, you know, what a masterclass in and you, what it is. And you've watched everyone from Bob Wood, Woodward teaching journalism to Ringo Starr teaching creative drumming online, or maybe you're like me and you have no idea what a masterclass is until, until this week. Um, this week, Hillary Clinton's masterclass was released. And what lesson did she teach? Hillary Rodham Clinton teaches the power of resilience. Barrier smashing leader Hillary Rodham Clinton teaches you how to overcome setbacks and build your life of principles and purpose. Oh, gag me with a spoon. I need to throw up on this. Here's the promotional trailer for it. I'm going to share with you what I intended to say if I had been elected in 2016. My fellow Americans, today you sent a message to the whole world. So I've never read it before. Oh, no, she never read it before. It's so emotional, or is it emotional because she lost? You know, why would you embarrass yourself? Five years after you lost, I'm going to tell you what I was going to say when I got, and oh, you've, you've released the, you've, you've gotten rid of, of, uh, of borders and, and we crashed through the glass ceiling and you've, you've sent a message to the world. Guess what? We sent a message to the world. We wanted Trump. Get over it, lady. Uh, so what else did Hillary intend, intend to say the predictable rhetoric about children and grandchildren and glass ceilings coming together as Americans. Uh, but that's not the part that's making news part that's making news is, um, the part where she gets emotional. Apparently Hillary's mother, Dorothy Howell had a rough childhood. Her parents sent her on a train to live with the, with abusive grandparents. So she planned to include this in her story in her 2016 victory speech. I think about my mother every day. Sometimes I think about her on that train. I wish I could walk down the aisle and find the little wooden seats where she sat, holding tight to her even younger sister, alone, terrified. She doesn't yet know how much she will suffer. She doesn't yet know she will find the strength to escape that suffering. That is still a long way off. The whole future is still unknown. And she stares out at the vast country moving past her. I dream of going up to her and sitting down next to her, taking her in my arms and saying, look at me, listen to me. You will survive. You will have a good family of your own and three children. And as hard as it might be to imagine, your daughter will grow up and become the president of the United States. 
Well, maybe not. Maybe not so much. This reminds me of a movie clip from the movie The Birdman. This is my chance to finally do some work that actually means something. That means something to who? You had a career, Dad, before the third comic book movie. Before people started to forget who was inside that bird costume. You were doing a play based on a book that was written 60 years ago for a thousand rich old white people whose only real concern is going to be where they go to have their cake and coffee when it's over. And let's face it, Dad, you are not doing this for the sake of art. You are doing this because you want to feel relevant again. Well, guess what? There is an entire world out there where people fight to be relevant every single day and you act like it doesn't exist. Yeah, well, you know what? This is what this is a lesson for Hillary Hillary Clinton. Hey, you know, you're you're trying to convince everybody that you're relevant, but there's there's a whole world out there, people trying to be relevant every day, and you just ignore it because you're so wrapped up in yourself. We're, on that note, I want to uh, a friend of mine, Eric Solis, uh, sent a uh, sent a text to the guys in our uh, in our uh, in our men's Christian group that we meet with, and uh, he sent this. Uh, text on Thursday, and I want to read it. it. Says, "Don't feel sorry or fear for your your kids and grandkids because the world they are going to grow up in is not what it used to be. God created them and called them for the exact moment in time that they're in. Their life wasn't a coincidence or an accident. Raise them up to know the power that they walk in as children of God and warriors for His kingdom." Very inspiring to me. Very inspiring to me because I I sometimes lose sight of that and I and I think about what's it what's it going to be like when I'm gone for my kids and my grandkids and uh, it's it's scary to think about but have faith in God uh, he's got a plan and uh, somehow that's the only sanity that's left is just to have faith in God hey anyway I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event so my name's Ed Hoffman thanks for listening and I'll be back again with you next week <laughs>